TV, anime, video games, books, Star Trek, Marvel, My Hero, Hook. It don't matter what you into, don't matter what you do, here on Nerd Shit, we got something for you. Welcome back to Hypothetically Sound Presents Nerd Shit. And welcome back to another the review of the Walking Dead series. We are on episode five of season one called Wildfire. How you guys doing today? I'm doing all right. I'm doing. So it's been a little bit. We took a little break, but we're back. And uh, yeah, I'm going to get into the plot and we'll talk about uh, the episode. Uh, so the plot for episode five of season one, the pre-ultimate episode, uh, is the survivors deal with the aftermath of the zombie attack in the last episode, burying their dead and burning the bodies of the zombies. Andrea stays with the body of Amy, apologizing for not spending more time with her before the body starts to reanimate and she shoots it in the head. As they reassess their situation, Jim reveals he was bitten in the attack. And while Daryl wants to kill him before he turns, Rick stops him, telling him they don't kill the living. Daryl points out the hypocrisy after Rick points a gun at Daryl. Uh, fearing the camp is no longer safe, Rick suggests the group travel to the CDC facility in Druid Hills, Georgia, where they may have a cure. Shane does not believe it's safe and tries to convince Lori, Rick's wife, to change Rick's mind, but she refuses. Shane, still uh, resenting Rick's appear uh, reappearance, uh, disrupting his relationship with Lori, attempts to shoot Rick, but sh stops when Dale spots him trying to do it. The, cap the camp packs up, and... With Rick uh, Radio and Morgan, that Atlanta is not safe. Uh, the Mora Morales family decides to go on their own towards Birmingham, and Rick gives them some weapons and supplies. Uh, the remainder of the survivors heads towards the CDC. Uh, on their way, uh, Jim starts to feel as if he is about to turn and asks to be left behind. The group leaves him under a tree by the road. Uh, when they reach the CDC, or... Uh, scene cuts to the CDC, a lone scientist named Edwin is sampling tissues that is part of the wildfire epidemic that has lasted over uh, 190 days. During one test, he his biohazard protection suit is damaged, and he quickly takes uh, emergency, emergency precautions, which destroys the remaining samples he has to study. Uh, with no further means to proceed, Jenner contemplates suicide when he sees Rick's group appear uh, outside the sealed building, Rick sees surveillance cameras watching them as they are being swarmed by walkers and demands they be let in before it's too late. Uh, with time going out in the episode ending, uh, Edwin Jenner triggers the external doors, allowing Rick's group into safety. So, what did you guys think of episode five? I think it's packed in a lot in that one. Yeah, I agree. Compared to the previous episodes. Mm -hmm. It wasn't so dragged out. It, it's actually starting to pick up in, you know, through the storyline, how fast they move it along. No, I agree. Yeah, I'd say the exact same thing. <laughs> um, it's a good transitional episode as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, leading into uh, it's, it's well done writing and just plot driving driven writing mm -hmm. 
that the words I'm looking for? Yeah, that's the words I'm looking for. Plot plot driven writing that uh keeps you interested to, you know, go to the next episode. Kind of recap recapping the previous episode and finding the conclusion of that big debacle debacle and then going into the CDC arc, which almost feels like like the hour, episodes are like an hour long, right? Mm-hmm. And this, that whole CDC thing feels like, in a good way, much longer than what it is. And I think yeah. this episode s- starts that really well for you. Yeah. You saw a lot of uh, characters kind of wrapping up or, or gaining ground in who they're going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, you start off with Carol taking the pickaxe to her husband. Mm-hmm. You know all of her frustrations and everything that's that's built up the previous episodes. So that's where she starts gaining her strength. Yeah, doing things on her own. No, I agree. Um, I definitely feel like I get it was a new show. They weren't sure if it was going to be renewed when they first started making the show. They didn't know if it would catch on. Uh, I think, honestly, I think it hindered the whole series, only having six episodes in the first season. Like, like I said, there's so much information in this one episode that they could have expanded to, like, three episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there's other episodes like that. The whole Vato episode or could have been more than one episode. It was just a lot that they packed into the first season to try to, like, make sure there was enough information to keep people interested in their show. Yeah. Uh, like the whole aftermath could have been entire after a uh, uh, entire scene. Um, it's just, yeah, there's a lot. Well, like uh, the flashbacks, like they did, you know, that they do flashing back to different things. Mm-hmm. Those flashbacks could have been a whole episode. Yeah. And, and then, so what do you guys think of if you were in the Morales's shoes, would you have split from the group and went a different way, or would you have tried to stay with the group? I wouldn't want to be out on my own trying to fend for a wife and two kids, or you know, it's mm-hmm. just it's too risky. I mean, you saw the horde that came in there and they survived because there were. They had numbers to help fight him off. And mm-hmm. now he just took all those odds away in a vehicle going a direction he doesn't know what is going on or what he's going to get into. Yeah. No, I, agree. I think it's, I think it's not even Walker wires risky. Like at that point, what they said, they says 190 days in. So they know they're 190 days into this virus. So none of these bodies are like they're malnourished at this point and like muscles are breaking out, but walkers are still relatively strong. Yeah. They still have their host's original strength for the most part. They're probably like 80%. Uh, so like walkers, of course are dangerous, but I would say it's still 190 days in is that's a long time for anarchy to set in for people to like after like 60 days, if it's not being fixed, like people may still have hope that this is not going to be forever. But 
after like that 90 day and uh, 120 day, now you're talking you're talking like seven, eight months. Yeah. Yeah, the hope of this being fixed is gone. So yeah. now people are going to do the bad people are gonna do what the bad people want to do because there is no more structure. Uh no more law. And, and people who are uh just trying to survive are gonna do what it takes to survive. So going off with just with two kids and a wife and yourself is just and like if not neither of you are trained with weapons or trained in martial arts or survival, like it, it, this is a huge risk that seems unnecessary when you have a group. And not saying like the group is immune from all of these risks, but it the chances of being overrun with a group of twelve is a lot lesser than uh, the chances of being overrun from humans or walkers as a group of two. Because you're not counting on the kids to be able to overpower an adult walker. Yeah, and and then it's a bigger risk because you're worried about the kids. So you're not, you know, your your concentration isn't mm-hmm. where it needs to be. Yeah, but but you also got to remember he had a they kind of got a false sense of hope when Rick showed up and found his wife and son because mm-hmm. their thing was he wanted to go find his brother and his brother's family. Yeah, because if you know, and he even said, you know, look, Rick found you. I can't not go look and see if they're still there. So it was, you know, that one chance, one in a million, that Rick found Lori and Carl. That yeah. gave him just enough hope for him to to go and and say, "I'd rather fight this with family." Mm-hmm. What do you think, Alec? Um, uh, I, th- I I I I think I agree with Ma a lot on that. Um, what? Wait, is this recording? Okay. That Never he mind. agrees with me? Never mind. Next topic. <laughs> um, okay. Uh if you're if you are Dell and you guys are out patrolling, hunting, or doing whatever, and you walk in and you see Shane has raised a gun towards doesn't matter who, just another human in your party. Do you say anything? I would be just staring at him, waiting for to pull. That was one of my questions. I was going to ask what you guys would do. I'd be like, "Dude," or or break a stick or something, you know, behind him. So, like your grandpa used to do when when we were hunting, he'd come up, you know, and snap a stick to see what our reaction would be. Something to break the concentration. That's a good way to get shot, though. Yeah, it is a good way to get in, shot. In that, in that in that world, like. Hunting, like Grandpa doing it, yeah, like it still is a good way to get shot. But in a apocalyptic world where you just got invaded, that is a good way to get shot. Well, it was just a hypothetical. Yeah, hypothetically, you dead. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I ain't no snitch, but uh, I'll I'll fucking know. You know, I'll, I'll keep an eye out on him from that point on. Like he knows that I know. Mm-hmm. It'll be a thing. I'm not gonna be like Dale, where it's just like. Well, I don't remember this that uh, anymore, and <laughs> then walks away. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I would say something. I would say something to Rick. I'm like, Rick, you gotta watch your back, man. I would have uh, too. Well, to be fair, on Dale's part, like the only thing he knows about Rick is that Rick did help his homies get out, right? But yeah, and Rick is but, super aggressively, but like, yeah, controlling. 
yeah, is that like Rick is like just came in and started taking over stuff. So like he's known Shane since the beginning of this, mm-hmm. assuming, right? Yeah. Uh and so it's like one of those things like uh I feel like he's like, what does Shane know that I don't? Or is that Shane losing his mind? Or like there's a lot of like variables probably going in his head. Mm-hmm. He knew everything that was going on. He no, knew. he did not. If he knew, he would still be alive. <laughs> they would have recasted him. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a it's an iffy situation because yeah, it makes sense in that when you look at it that way, like he knows Rick or he knows uh, Shane doesn't know Rick. Rick's come in and has now pulled a gun or beat up or whatever someone like three different times. Uh, so like in your mind, seeing it, Rick would be the aggressor. No, and so up to this point, you haven't seen Shane be aggressive. That, like, other than beating the shit out of Earl, like, you haven't seen Shane be aggressive towards other true. party members. True. So, like, the very beginning when, you know, Carol did that with, with her husband, but then, you know, Amy's laying there, obviously going to turn. Would you... Would you sit there with a loved one waiting for them to turn, or nope. would you? Uh, no. <laughs> like, uh, like it, it comes out. I feel like, like the, it, I feel like it's painful. If that makes sense, right? I feel like there's there's some weird feeling while it happens, and I don't know. Some part of you just can't go like pass on, even like if you get spiritual with it, because your your body's still there. You know what I'm saying? So like I don't know. It's just weird. I just feel like it's painful and weird, and like I wouldn't want to see any any anyone I love turn into a zombie. No. Hey, then on on the other thing. Oh, sorry, Randy. Go ahead. No, you're good. I just said true. Oh, so then if you got bit, and I'll, nobody I'll in I'll your party, it. no one in your party knew it, would you would you play it off that you didn't? No. Fuck or would me. you would you say kill me? Or yeah. would you just take off on your own and, and one just the, leave one last two. One of the last two. Probably kill me. I think that would just be easier because I don't want to be a zombie either, right? And so, and I'm like not going to hide it. Like, I think anyone who that tries to hide a bite is just selfish. Anyone that would be willing to hide a bite is selfish because you're literally a detriment to everyone around you. All because you don't want to face reality? Yeah. Like, nah. Nah, 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 nah. Um, what did you think of the flashes with with Jim, where he was like imagining him being a zombie? This is what I mean when I say when you turn, I feel like like something happens to you when it, like as you're turning, right? Uh, you get the you start seeing the urges and all the stuff that like the virus does to your brain while you're gone, like the rabies, essentially, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I feel like a part of you is still there. You just don't understand it fully, or or maybe you consciously do understand what's happening. You can't control yourself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like because your brain's still running, so a part of you is probably still there, even though they say you die. The brain restarts. Maybe you don't die fully. You know? Yeah. It's just the animalistic part takes over from the rationality. It's it, it's it's straight up like rabies, where like rabies is the closest thing to anything zombie would get to in real life. Is like by the time you show signs of it, it's already too late. 
like you're you're pretty much dead. Your brain slowly turns to mush, but you're conscious of like everything that's happening, and you just get more and more confused as it goes on. Mm-hmm. And it's just pain and confusion until you die. But with zombie, it's like that pain and confusion probably stays. You know? Yeah. And like the whole gym thing is is a perfect example of like him seeing the visions of what he wants to do as a zombie or being a zombie. It just kind of like supports that. True. It's really weird that, like, I don't know. Like, obviously, I haven't watched the whole show, so I don't know what happens in the f- all the way in the future. But like this premonition ability that Jim had got, like, it's weird that it never, nothing ever comes of it again after. Like, why hat? Why introduce this thing, this this device, to never use it again? Yeah. Like, even if it is a religious thing, like, why not reinduce it with other characters later on? And maybe they do. I'm not 100% positive, uh, but at least up to what I've seen, they don't reintroduce this device they introduced in the fourth episode and then never have anybody else experience something like that. It just seems weird. Uh, last big thing from this episode is uh, would you guys have opened the door at the CDC for a group of people? No. You selfish too. Well, he knew he knew that, you know, they're running the generators were going to die and and all that. And if they were going to be out there to die. And you're going to you're going to off yourself anyway and have a little bit of human contact before. Yeah, that's why I said it's still selfish. It's also a selfish thing to do. Yeah. I would not, no. There's, there's nothing in there that, like... Like, they already lost hope. They're already like, ah, mm-hmm. shit, right? And they had means to run away once the doors didn't open, you know? So, like, they can just go and figure it out. Nothing would have changed. The only thing that they got was two nights of food and water. Like... Nothing changed. When I remember when I first saw this episode, I thought, oh, he's hoping that maybe one of them are bit or, and or we're going to use them to like further research. And so like I was like, OK, that makes sense that he opened it because obviously we don't know we're in episode five. We don't know. Uh, we know what happens in episode six, but like no one watching the show no knew at the time. Of everything that was going to happen in episode six. So you're seeing this, you're thinking, oh, he's saving him. Maybe because you've seen he lost his last active, like, or yeah, active disease uh, for the uh, wildfire disease, as they call it. So you think maybe he thinks one of them are bit or he knows something more about it, which he does. Uh, but so maybe you're like, oh, he's just going to see if one of them's bit or maybe convince them to go get him a walker or something like that so he can keep doing research. That's what, at least that's what my thought process was when he opened the door to them. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know what to think. Or just like, you know, he had already decided he was going to end it all and the chance of having some somebody in there just to have human contact and know he wasn't alone. No, nah, he straight up just tried to trap them all up in there. <laughs> yeah, either way, when you look at it, either any outcome, either either way, any way you look at it, if I can speak, uh, yes. words are hard. Any way you look at it, uh, he was selfish. Yeah. He was doing Doesn't it for his own means. Yeah. No wonder his wife left him. Well, yeah, that's that's episode five. Uh, one less, one episode left in this first season. You know, a lot more to go after. Uh, but thank you guys for talking about episode five. No Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope everybody listening at home enjoyed it a little bit. Uh, make sure you comment any of your thoughts on the episode. I know it's been a while, so uh, go back and watch it, and then comment what you think. Uh, give AMC some money. By watching a show and then listen to us, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as always, you can find us on Podbean, YouTube, yeah. TikTok, Facebook, yeah. everywhere that podcasts are available. We are there. For sure. And until next time, have a great day. For real. Deuces. Thank you for listening to Hypothetically Sound. We hope you enjoyed the episode. All episodes can be found at hypotheticallysound.podbean.com, as well as on Apple, Spotify, and Pandora. For full unedited video versions of the podcast, please visit us at youtube.com slash hypotheticallysound.